All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Chat with Matt. Today we've got Christy Campbell, all the way in the US. Christy, how are you, love? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Me and Christy were together last week in uh, San Diego. Spent a good week up there for the Impact Collective with Jason. It seems like it it wasn't only like two or three days ago, but I guess it was already almost two weeks. The time goes really fast. It was crazy. That's what I was telling my clients. I feel like I've been back for a month, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And now you're really, really far away. I was trying to tell my kids how far away Australia is, and they just were like, they, they were just over the, you know, it was too much. It was too much to explain. Yeah, it's been crazy. But um, Christy, so tell them, who's Christy Campbell? Man, that's a, that's a big question. <laughs> I know. It's, but uh, yeah, just tell the people, so how did you get started? What do you do? And then we'll kind of dive into your story, how you got started with um, your training and your path going now. So um, I'm just a regular girl, I guess. I'm, you know, I, I'm a mom. I've got two boys who are nine and 11 and a baby girl who is eight months old. Um, and I, I think my story probably started because, so I'm the um, founder of a, a company called Fit Me Community. And um, we're like an online community for living a healthy, fit lifestyle, like legitimately connecting people together in a way that's like fulfilling and uplifting and giving them a you know, coaching and friendships, you know, so that's crushing it. She's definitely crushing it. That's what I do now. And I think, you know, my story is that I was a, um, a pretty athletic kid growing up, like a super tomboy, you know, I don't even think you know this, but like, I used to have like tomboy short hair until I was probably 12. I had the bowl cut of the (laughs) like nineties and eighties. Yeah. Like, um, just straight up, you know. <laughs> All the way around, yeah. I know, yeah. Both and top cut around, yeah. I'll definitely yeah. have that. The bowl cut. Um, <laughs> and But I loved sports, and so I played lots of soccer, lots of softball. And so um, – and I grew up in a single mom kind of home. And so, you know, our I was fed. I was taken care of. Um, I was loved, but we ate a lot of processed food. Like growing up, that was the majority of what I ate was cereal, um, snack treats, you know, like those kind of foods and, you know, vegetables came out of cans, you know, and eating healthy was what I thought like diet foods were Um, like, you know, people would buy like Weight Watchers meals or like Slim Fast shakes. I thought that was healthy. You know, those are healthy foods that you like diet on. And then like normal food was like the Nutter Butters and like the nonsense, the oatmeal cream pies and things that I was eating. Um, And so I kind of grew up with like a a highly processed food diet, but my, I had a pretty normal body weight because of probably the activity level. I was so moving around a lot. That's what people I think don't understand. I get so many clients that come to me and they go, Matt, you know, I was an athlete. I was a soccer player. I had kids and now put on all this weight. And I said, look how much you were doing before. You're training yeah. twice a week, you're playing, you stop that and just eat the same. Just, yeah, you, you slow it down life. and your body's going to make changes to accommodate. Definitely. Uh, and definitely, yeah. as you get, obviously, as you get older, hormones change and stuff. But um, anyway, Chrissy, continue. I'll cut you off then. No, cut me off as much as you want. Um, so I was pretty active and then I went into the Navy, into the U.S. Navy. 
And um, that was always something I wanted to do. I wanted to serve. And in my first year in the Navy, I had a, a knee issue and they misdiagnosed it. And they did one ACL reconstruction um, and it failed. And that ended up turning into a series of four total ACL reconstructions and crazy. 10 total knee surgeries. So uh, fast forward and I got married and I had my first two kids and you, I lost the ability to do all that activity that I had been doing. And I didn't know how to lose the baby weight. So I gained 50 pounds with each of those pregnancies. I really was really fearful during the pregnancy. I was afraid that if I exercised, I would hurt the baby. And I was, I didn't know how to eat. So I just ate whatever felt good. And, and so I just struggled with, I mean, I, I had a healthy pregnancy. I had healthy babies, but yeah. I didn't thrive. Um, but what really ended up happening was a year after I had my second son, the baby weight had just become my body weight. Yeah. And that was just my new body was 40 pounds heavier. And I'm only five, four. So, you know, I was like going, you know, about 185 or so. Um, yeah. Carrying a bit of weight. Yeah. And I, I just remember at the time I was working for a nonprofit and I was thinking to myself, I was 27. I was like, this must be what mom life is. Like you, you like your body changes, it gets fatter, you feel unhappy, you buy clothes that cover up your body with ruffles and pleats and like the things that are supposed to make you look nice, but you don't feel good in. Um, yeah. And you stop wanting to like buy bathing suits or wear things that you like and you stop doing athletic things with your body that make, you know, like the sports I grew up with. I was like, those must be the things, you know, you do growing up. And now, now that I'm stuck here and I didn't like my body, I started the thing that a lot of, I think a lot of women particularly do, which is try to find a solution, like desperately try to find a solution. So I had little ones and I was like, well, I'll join Weight Watchers. So I joined Weight Watchers four or five times. I, um, I would lose lose and gain the same couple pounds over and over again. And I was, again, mostly eating processed food. I would try to manipulate the processed food. I would eat like 10 Weight Watchers ice cream sandwiches because that would be like 20 points. And I could still like eat nonsense. Um, and it, it didn't really work because it didn't stick because obviously I was eating like – it, I wasn't doing anything that was long-term. Um, I bought, I bought an elliptical machine and put it in my room and like swore I was going to do it. Um, the whole cardio thing. Yes. I, um, I did various shape challenges. Like my friend was doing an, one of the, um, like MLMs. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. You know, like anything to lose yeah. this weight. Um, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I can vouch for that too because I put a post up last week about like people think we're nutrition coaches and we got everything dialed in. And I said, I was in a room with all messed up people. Like people don't understand. <laughs> I was talking to Mike the other week and I was like, man, the reason why we do it because we've done all this in the past. Yeah. You know, I've died, hopped. I wanted the solution. I, I looked up to Greg Plitt and he was like, oh man, eat meat and veggies and you know, you'll be shredded. And then I was training twice a day, like he said to, and just beating myself up. And we've got to understand that we're not like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I've seen now. I mean, the, is 
oftentimes we look at like fitness professionals and, and you see this like image of perfection and it doesn't translate into what you actually need when you feel stuck and um, sort of frustrated and your body's not cooperating and you don't know what to do because oftentimes like that perfection image that you see and then what they offer I'm not saying they, they, they're trying to sell you snake oil, but a lot of times that's what it ends up being. It's not a real solution. It's just a product. Yeah, definitely. Temporary fix. A temporary fix. Yeah. Um, it's, not like, it's not like doing some sort of ab series is bad. It's just when it's sold to you as like the six-week ab thing to get shredded and change your life, like that's just not true. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's just one thing that's always um, that I'm just trying to tell people, you know, especially when they're, they're coming to me, they're eating a thousand calories, they're training twice a day. Um, and I'm trying to tell them, you know, you've got to eat more calories, you've got to dial back the training a bit. It's just, it's one thing I found super hard because we're competing against all these people telling, you know, eat less, eat 1200, eat 1600, yes. train 24 times a day. Um, how have you found with that? So in, with your coaching experience, how have, you find, how have you found that with clients? What's the biggest problem you see with, um, with food habits? Um, yeah, just a common thing you see. Well, I think um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll explain how I met my first coach. And because I think the way that he helped me change my habits it reflect how I coach now. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's take it back there first. What happened was my husband left on deployment. And yep. so he was still active duty Navy and I was out of the Navy and my boys were little bitty, um, almost two and almost four. And I moved back home to my hometown in Maryland and I, I decided, okay, he's gone in deployment. This is really it. Like I'm going to get in shape. And so I joined our local, like large gym. It's, it's called world gym. Um, oh, and I was like going to go to, uh, step class that not that the class is bad, but I don't even like step aerobics. I wouldn't care. I just wanted to do something to like lose weight. And I would like go into the gym with like headphones on and like, look at the machines and try some and like, didn't really know what to do. And I was still trying to do these shakes. And it was by chance that I ran into this personal trainer who was there and his name was Dante. And he was like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know. He, <laughs> And, and he's like, you should come to my class in the park. And I was like, what do you mean class in the park? And he goes, yeah, it's called pain in the park. And I was like, um, that's a terrible name. And I don't think I want to go. And he's like, no, come. And I remember the first day I was going to go, it was snowing. So he had done it inside at like a friend's gym who had like an indoor space. Yeah. And I went there and I remember I dressed in like all black. I had like black pants on a black like loose shirt because I was super embarrassed about where I was at you know I had a an ACL like metal knee brace uh that I had to wear oh so you still have the knee brace going yeah I was only one year post-op of like my last my most recent surgery that I had had to try to fix the knee wow and that's um, one of the roughest knee injuries you can get yes and so I went to his class and I remember like being so embarrassed because I didn't know anybody and I was just like terrified that we were going to have to do all push-ups together and I wouldn't be able to do even one push-up and like I remember we were like bear crawling and I was like you know oh my god people are looking at my butt and like what if I can't walk you know my hands forward and 
I just remember being in that moment all in my own head and all the crappy things that I felt about myself were swirling around. And then Dante was like, Hey, I see you. Like I see an athlete in there. And I was like, really? Like you see an athlete in there still? And he like tapped into something. He saw something like he knew just by the way I was moving that like I used to be an athlete, but the way that he said it to me, like encouraged me. Um, and, and I went back and then I went back and then I went back and then he taught me, he was my real coach that I needed. And he was just a personal trainer. He was just a great dude who like taught me the basics. He told me to eat more. He told me to stop going out to eat so much. He told me to like save treats for like once a week and to not drink too much and to eat a lot of protein and to lift weights because lifting weights is good for you and to show up to boot camp, you know, his PIP class, his pain in the park as many times as he offered it, which was two to three times a week. So I was going there two or three times a week. I was strength training with him two times a week. I was walking with friends like four times a week, just walking, you know, pushing our babies around. And the 40 pounds just fell off. Yeah. Jeez, crazy. Yeah. And at, and, at that time, you weren't, you weren't tracking calories. You just, just yeah. cleaned your diet, just cut out a few bad habits, yeah? Yeah, he had me track like for a couple of weeks at one point when, when I was kind of stuck and he was, that's where it was like, you need to eat more. Yeah. That was kind of the outcome, but I didn't have to track calories. I didn't track macros. I didn't track any of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just cleaned it up. I remember that time period, like going out to eat once a week and I would get wings and like two beers, but the rest of the week I ate clean. Like I made food. I made, I, and I didn't know how to make food. Like I, I'm the girl that grew up on like, you know, hamburger helper. So I was like learning to make eggs and like to bake chicken and to cook salmon and cook vegetables that didn't taste gross. And so I was like learning it all, but I just made food. And if you make your food, that's usually like a good place to start. Unless you're a chef, in which case like making food might not help you. (laughs) You definitely sick of that after working a full 12 hour shift coming in and cooking more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a chef, you know too much, you know how to make it like really, really good. And so you like (laughs) put all the deliciousness in it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like that coaching was, was what I needed. You know, I needed someone to see something in me that I couldn't see. I needed someone to give me a place where I could show up and be encouraged and consistent and given like good advice, not like nonsense, you know, I was just steady, good advice. And someone who treated me like, um, who, I, th- I can't say it enough. He saw something in me that was really hard for me to see at that point, yeah. but he gave me enough belief that I could get back there that I just kept showing up. And so showing up over and over again, will get you a lot of the way there. Definitely. And he connected with you. Like Jay says all the time, mm-hmm. you know, I think coaching so much more than, you know, I put a post up today too. It's so much more than calories, so much more than macros. It's, it's connecting, like it's breaking down habits each individual is different. Like some clients, I'll tell them, eat more protein. They get it. Other clients, I'm like, all right, let's just focus on breakfast. Have yeah. two eggs. And like we literally have to go through foods because I know everyone's different and it's just, yeah. Every, it's, it's just, it's, 
kind of connect. And even with my boot, boot camp, when I'm training people in person, some people take it different than others. Like with a stiff leg deadlift, some people I'll say chest up, hips back. Other people need different cues. So it's just finding that, finding that norm, finding how to connect to different people. It's a, it's art of coaching. Yeah. So I'm glad he connected with you and look what he's done. Well, it was funny because then, yeah, at the end of that year, I remember saying to him, like, probably, I was probably two thirds of the way to, you know, where I wanted to be, where I felt good in my body. And um, I said to him, like, do you think it's dumb if I get certified as a personal trainer? Like, I'll, I want to be able to help people. And he's like, no, that's not dumb. Like, do it. And he kind of also gave me that push. He was like, you can do it. And he like helped me figure out how to get certified. And so I started working on that and I started working with like volunteer clients, you know, and I worked with a couple people and then it was just, I remember right when I finished getting certified and I was getting ready to move. Um, my, my coach Dante gave me a set of battle ropes as a gift. And he was like, this wow. is yours. And now you go, start your own pip because I was getting ready to move across country and meet my husband getting back from deployment um, and start this new thing. But I mean, I quit my professional job. I was a professional marketing director and grant writer for a nonprofit after I got out of the Navy. And oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, no, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to give this gift to people for the rest of my life because I realized like, it doesn't matter if you're like the CEO of a giant company or you work at a restaurant, like this thing, like sort of unites us in a, in a funny way. And I'm like, I could give this gift back to people. So I'm going to do that. And so that's why I started as a coach. It's so true. I was actually talking to a client yesterday and I was telling her, I feel no different when I had one client or when I've had 200 clients. It's like, like the feelings you get when someone comes to you and they say, Matt, I had depression. I stopped seeing my therapist. I've lost this much weight. I've got this much stronger. Like that means more than anything. Yeah. And that's why I honestly love, love coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep this going. But, um, but Christy, at your speech in San Diego, you said how you started boot camps, just getting mm-hmm. started. I just, I love that story. Can you please tell, tell everyone <laughs> how you got started and how you kept showing up because I love, it. I can really relate to it. Yeah. I, um, so we moved for like, for us, this is from Maryland, which is where I was to Washington state is clear across the United States. Um, and so I moved to a whole new place. I had never lived before. And my husband comes home from deployment. One, I was 40 pounds lighter. Um, and so I was like, I did it. You know, I, I'm like back to what I felt like he had the person that he had met, you know, when we were dating, um, and married, got married. Um, not my body, and that's what, I don't mean the person like, oh, he came back and I'm like a different size. I felt like me again. Yeah. Like the, that, those parts of me that I think were gone or like hidden were back. And, and when he came back, I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start a cl- my own boot camp class. I'm going to start my own pain in the park out here in Washington. And, um, I don't know if you know about Washington geography, but this is like the Pacific Northwest. It is rainy and dark and cold in the winter (laughs) Um, they like filmed all those vampire movies out here i don't know if you remember like the twilight series movies were all yeah yeah i'll get yeah this is that's the pacific northwest and so nobody does anything here in the winter um and it was funny my husband he's so encouraging and supportive um he didn't like discourage me or try to tell me to wait until spring or anything like that 
he bought me actually for Christmas and he'd only been home for a week, a Under Armour purple waterproof jacket. Oh, wow. Um, and so I went online on Facebook Marketplace, which I don't even think it was called Facebook Marketplace then. And I got like a couple busted old dumbbells. I bought, I, I picked up a free used tire, like a, like somebody's trash. Um, I had, I went and bought a box. Of equipment. <laughs> yes. I bought one box. That was the one thing like I like bought new. Cause I was terrified. Like if we tried to build a box or if I like got somebody's used one that it would like break or something. So I, I got a box and I had my battle ropes and that's all the gear I had and like two yoga mats. And, um, I created a Facebook event and I was like, I'm going to invite, I lived in the military neighborhood there. And so I was like, I'm going to invite at least all the people in here and then whoever else I can like connect through Facebook. And I invited a whole bunch of people and I created two events on a Saturday. One was at like 8am and one was at 930. And I show up after doing my best to try to like meet strangers, you know, on Facebook. <laughs> and and um, I'm standing out there and it's like misty and cold there's like this like almost like glitter um glowing in the air because there's such a dense fog and it's so wet and cold almost freezing and I was out there waiting and and uh nobody came and so I was like okay it's all right you know I'll go to the other location and I went to the other location and nobody came and I remember like I went home to Josh, that's my husband's name. And I was like, nope, nobody came. And uh, I mean, probably like good sense would have been just to quit. Like just been like, oh, well, it's obviously January in Washington state. You don't know anybody. Like, why don't you like meet some people first? And like all the excuses we like to say, you know. Definitely. 99% of people would have quit then. Like I'm telling you. 99% and of people. So I just made another event the next weekend. I just did the same thing. I tried to add more people to the Facebook event. I tried to like talk to people and nobody came. And I did this a handful more weeks in a row. Finally, like somebody came to the one location and I was mortified because it was one person and I was supposed to have a class. It was supposed to be like a boot camp class. Yeah, just yeah, that feeling. <laughs> so I was like, you're going to get the best personal training ever. And even that I wasn't confident. I mean, I was a brand new green personal trainer too. So, I mean, I, I had gone to a lot of classes. I'd done my certification, but I was brand new. Um, and I just kept doing that. And I would say it was about six weeks before I got a couple of people, like before I had a class and then it took another month or so for it to really start to grow. And, um, I got a couple more pieces of like nothing, no big deal equipment. I never had a lot. Yes. I made a deal with like the, the community park because I was like using the public parks yes. and I got in trouble. And so uh, then I, yeah. I made, <laughs> me out. they kicked me out, but then I made a deal. I made a deal with them and I added them to my insurance and like agreed to give them some like tiny amount of money. And then they let me have the class in the park. Um, but then it started to grow. And then it, I ended up having this like fantastic class of just real people who came out rain or shine. I mean, they would come out, it'd be 20 degrees and they would come out, it would be pouring rain and they would come out and we would just sweat 
out there for an hour. I didn't charge a lot of money. I did like a cash drop in. Like I was like, just pay me whatever and yeah. show up. I was doing the whole package deals too. I was doing, I was doing, I'll get a pack of 10, get a pack of 15. And some people were using it over 12 months. Yes. <laughs> and some people, you know, were using it in, in two weeks. But um, no, I love that, Christy. Exactly the same with me. You know, I started through Facebook. Anyone that messaged, I was just in the DMs. I was just messaging everyone from my area. But I was yeah. lucky I had my girlfriend and sister. So when no one else showed up, it looked like people were showing up for me. <laughs> you <laughs> had like stand-ins. <laughs> I love that, Christy. And then, um, yeah, so you started to grow from there? Yeah, I mean, it, the class grew. It was never like enormous. I would call it successful. Yeah. I mean, I have 10 to 20 consistently who That's showed up. Deal. It's a big deal when you're just starting. Oh my God. And like, they were loyal. And I had, you know, if I did like a specialty day, like if I did like a 4th of July, I'd have 50 people, you know, cause everybody would come. And like, yeah. again, it was just simple. It was me like coaching my heart out, you know, yeah. for people. And I, I think at that point, I didn't really know much about nutrition still, just like what I had learned through my own journey. And I just, I got a lot of repetitions under my belt. So I was also like learning to be a personal trainer. I was like learning those kind of things. I found CrossFit and weightlifting and started learning that and started like pursuing, how do I become a CrossFit coach? How do I learn about weightlifting? You know, I kind of fell in love and nerded out on all that stuff too. So I was learning and growing at the same time doing like not like pushing pause on the doing to like, Oh, let me get more certs and hope that changes it. I was just kind of doing it at the same time, but yeah, the magic for me, yeah, the magic for me really just was like how special that group was that, that group of people was so tight knit. And yeah, so yeah. like, um, they were like family. It's so true. I remember when, even when I got kicked out of the parks, the group followed me to um, a little, I had this little bodgy garage yeah. battery shop and I had two kettlebells. I don't even know if I had, oh yeah, I had a couple of yoga mats, same like you said, battle ropes. And uh, I remember they all went together for my birthday. They bought me my first bench. That's so awesome. you say true. It's just like they do anything for you. Mm -hmm. I call them the OG clients, the originals. I've still got them around actually four years later. They're still in my gym. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah, some of my old PIP people, like who were at that boot camp class, are now in Fit Me. Quite a handful, actually, are part of like my like online, you know, Fit Me community now. It's craziness, and they literally become family after. You're seeing them every day. You know, some of them come and tell you their problems. You're like a therapist to them, and it's literally family. I love it. Um, now, Christy, going towards nutrition now. So, so what was the story? So the boot camp started growing. How'd you get in contact with Jason? How'd you get into the whole nutrition side of things? Did you find there was a, there was a market, there was a big problem you had to solve? No, it was funny. There's like this chapter in between kind of, my husband was still active duty. Yeah. And so we were transferred back across the country and I had to leave this business that I built this like amazing community of people that I built um, and that I'd like really loved and I had to leave. And so yeah. it was sort of funny because when I left, um, I didn't know what to do with them. And people were trying to like buy this thing from me, like, cause they were like, Oh, well, can I buy your pip? And I'm like, no, cause if they weren't a part of it, I didn't want them to have it. And I was like, they're not going to come to you anyways. If you don't yeah, like, exactly. You're not me. Yeah. Yes. So you know what I did 
is there were two people who went to that boot camp who had been like, like sort of my all stars. And I basically just said, you guys know what to do. Like get some stuff. I'll throw you some workouts as much as I can. And why don't you just keep it going and like keep meeting up, you know, with the same old people um, and just keep doing Facebook events and it won't be exactly the same, but like, it'll be something. And they kept going when I moved. Wow. How was that? See, I didn't know that part of the story. That's amazing. Yeah. So they, there's, they, um, yeah, they kept going for two years. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I had to move cross country yeah. and at that point I had kind of fallen in love with CrossFit and really liked that piece of it. I've always been like, like I talked about at the beginning, I like sports. And so like that CrossFit had that sport vibe to me. It felt fun. It felt competitive. And I kind of caught that bug. Yeah. And so I got really into it and I ended up getting a job as the head coach of a CrossFit gym. And so I, I, I ran this CrossFit gym for two years and and that was really cool too in its own way. I mean, it wasn't my business, but I learned a lot. I coached a ton of hours. I like really spent time with sort of like more advanced fitness and training. Um, for me though, it I lost that little magic because as much fun as it was, it felt very much like ego to me. Like I yeah. wanted to be good at CrossFit. Yeah. I kind of stepped away from... I loved coaching it too. Um, but it was just different. It was just a different chapter and I'm grateful for it. It was really, really good. Um, but that's how I found Jason actually was I had, I was training and hoping to be on like what I thought was going to be maybe a regionals team. And I was like, well, yeah, I was going really hard and I was trying to, to like, eat better and lean out like everybody does, you know, and yeah. I had done one of like the template diets yeah. um, and it was starving me. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. And I still didn't know all that much about nutrition, even though I'd done like quite a bit of training at this point. So I hired Jason as a nutrition coach. Oh, so you coached with him first. Yes. Oh, yeah. wow. Yep. He yeah. was my one-on-one nutrition coach. Yeah, he was pretty huge in nutrition, uh, in, um, sorry, not nutrition, in CrossFit at the time. Yep. Yeah, oh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah, so you teamed up with Jace and uh, how did that go? It was good. I mean, I'd never had a nutrition coach other than that original, you know, person who had coached me, like my original personal trainer coach, um, but he wasn't a nutrition coach. He just gave me like coaching advice, you know. Um, Jason taught me about macros he taught me about optimizing performance like he showed me how to eat for like what my goals were at the time which was to like lift as much weight as I could and move as fast as I could and do all of that and so I I didn't know anything about that and it blew my mind because I was like whoa like this is amazing I can eat all this food and feel good and do better yeah um and so his coaching is what led me to, he held a nutrition coaching um, institute level one where yeah. you could be certified. And I was like, I must do this, you know. Um, guys get onto it. It's a great set. Yeah, I was like, I'm, a great set. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do that. So I went to sh- and did that nutrition coaching insert and um, 
I probably did two more nutrition-ish certs around that time. So yeah. I was like mind blown. Um, and then when it came time for us to transfer again, like the Navy yeah. does this to us, yeah. um, I had to leave my job as head coach of this gym and transfer. And I, I, it dawned on me at the time, like, oh, well, I, why, instead of just leaving things all the time, why don't I do an online coaching business and I can coach people nutrition and that way I can coach people wherever they are. And Jason showed me this is a thing. So like I have the certs, like, let me do this. And that was the beginning of nutrition coaching. Um, and well, so I think yeah. that, sorry, Chrissy, just real quick. I think all this moving will really help you with your business too. Because as you find in business, you you think at the beginning it's this one thing, but then you're always going to the next level. So I think you constantly getting uncomfortable, have to change up your approach and move here. It's really helped you. I think it's been the theme of what I would consider what's allowed me to be successful is every single time there's something that's hard, that should be a reason to not do something. I just take that and then do something anyway. And I I don't know that anybody told me to do that or even that I knew what I was doing at the time. But like when my husband first left on deployment and my boys were so little, like that would have been a really good excuse to not try to get in shape that year. Like, it was chaos with two little bitties, like, and imagine how tough that would have been. And so like, it would have been better to be like, nah, I'll just wait till he gets back. That'll be much easier, you know, and get in shape. And I could have, but for some reason, the hardship of him being gone kind of pushed me forward. Um, and then it was the same, like being in Washington, I, I'm almost grateful it was so hard. Like if, if it had just been easy, if somebody had like offered me a, Hey, like here's this like established boot camp class. Do you want to like be a coach? Sometimes I probably would have taken it. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the hardship of creating it that like allowed me to grow and then being forced to move and, and then being forced to move again. And the funny thing is, is like, then I started realizing when I got out, so I've moved back to Washington yeah. and I left the CrossFit gym and started nutrition coaching. And this like theme of hard things forcing me to be uncomfortable, but grow didn't stop. Um, I was, my nutrition business was growing. It had grown quite a bit. I'd hired two coaches And we were doing like, we were working with a lot of people and it was like feeling really good. And my husband was getting ready to leave on deployment. And again, and I was going to be a single mom out here in Washington, running my own business and feeling pretty good. Like, okay, I'm growing as an entrepreneur and a coach and all this stuff and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a single mom. It'll be fine. Um, While he's gone for seven months. And then six days before he left, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. That threw a spanner in the works. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's when a lot of things changed yeah but yeah. Uh, it's just fascinating christy honestly just um just where you've been and just from the start to building a team and, and i know you've got huge goals coming up mm-hmm. it's just it's just unbelievable but i kind of wanted to dive into um just the so with the clients that you've worked with so how long have you been into nutrition christy just to give my listeners an idea how long have I been coaching it? Yeah, coaching nutrition. Um, we're going on close to three years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so what's, a common, what's the most common problem you see with women? 
because I coach, just to give you an idea, kind of 80% of my clientele, they're all women. About 35 to 40, the age group. I don't know what your clientele is. Is that kind of? Yeah, I'm mostly women. Mostly. Yeah. Same kind of age group? Um, most of my women are in their 30s and 40s. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's a common problem you've seen in the past or you're currently seeing with uh, people's nutrition and eating? I think one of the biggest problems that people struggle with is the all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Um, they learn, we all have learned it. I mean, it's been taught to us to go all in on a challenge and then you mess up and it's over and like, you know, you amp it up for Mondays and you start over in January and then like it's over and it's whatever, let's go hard and party and eat nonsense. And we have this like all or nothing mentality that we've, we've practiced. And then when it comes to making change, it, it shoots us in the foot because we don't want to show up on days that it won't look perfect. Or if we did miss a couple days, then we feel like we've screwed it all up and we don't show up after that. And I think that that's one of the biggest challenges we face. Definitely. And I think people kind of go out and have that pizza or they go have that big night on Saturday and they think I've stuffed up, but it's the little things that creep up on you every day. Like it's happened months before. If you don't fix these little habits, that's one thing I found. Like people, we we talk a lot about, or you jump on Instagram, you see calorie deficit. Like we're talking about in America. Mm -hmm. That's all you see, but people aren't talking beyond the macros, beyond the calories. Like why are you actually eating this much? Why are you doing what you're actually doing? Like, Do you actually want abs or, you know, and and that's kind of one thing I'm trying to coach through my clients. Mm -hmm. It's more than just wanting this, like, do you really want to be on that beach with a bikini or do you want to feel happier? Do you want to be more confident? Yeah. I think that, I think that we miss so much enjoyment in life because we're fixated on changing our bodies or having our bodies reach some ideal or something that we should be. And really what we need to do is start living in a way that allows us to feel good. And yes, your body will change when you like live a healthy lifestyle, when you exercise, when you, when you take care of yourself, your body does change, but also like the inside changes. You stop like sitting on the sidelines, like while your kids are like playing in the pool and think like, Oh, I'm not getting in there in my bathing suit. You're missing it. Like it, it's it sucks and I felt that like I felt like no I'm not gonna go to the barbecue and wear shorts because I don't want anybody to see my legs and so I'm gonna wear pants and be hot and then not want to stay at the barbecue hot and and really you're missing it and it's like we don't I don't I think that's what we should focus on is like how can we enjoy life the most and take and that's really good incentive to take care of your body as opposed to like it's nice to have six pack and stuff, but like, that's not going to, that's not necessarily going to fill your cup. And I know a lot of people with six pack abs who are miserable. So true. And that's one thing people don't understand. Like they can't go out and have that beer on Saturday. Like, cause I was there. Cause when, when I first got super lean and I used to go out and party every Saturday, I'll even go out on Wednesday nights. You know, we'll, there was a place called the Eastern. We'll go for drinks with mates instead of going to tape the next day. And then it got to a point where I got super lean, got into my training, but I wasn't doing it properly. But then I'll be having a beer with my mates and I was thinking the whole time, oh my God, this beer is ruining me. I can't do it. And I was dead set. I wasn't here. Like I wasn't having the conversation. I didn't know what they were saying. I was just so fixated on that beer and what it was going to do to me. 
And, uh, and that's just one thing I'm trying to teach. Like, do you really want this? Because once you get there, like I've taken clients through cuts and once they've got there, once they realize how, how shit you feel, like your energy's not the same. You can't get through sessions. Like, is it really worth it? And that's one thing that people, I think you kind of got to go through it to realize. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the, what's the trade off? I mean, I think that we want to feel like our body compositions look good. You want to feel good and feel confident in your body. But again, circling back to the examples that we've seen, like you see these examples of models who are, you know, leaned out in their bathing suits on the fitness magazines. Those, those women are photoshop photo shoot ready which means they dieted for a long time then they dieted some more for the photo shoot they are all done up and they're probably touched up you know um it it, that's what we look at and we're like oh if i just do the things on this magazine that i'm gonna look like that or should i ever look like that it's just not fair it's not real and i tell people i go well why don't they show the photo a week after when they binge because so many of them put on like five kilos ten kilos well, in pounds, yeah. 10 pounds, 15 pounds, I've even heard even more because yeah. I haven't, because, because what I really preach is the diet after the diet. And it's real, it's real hard for people to understand reverse dieting. Um, but it, it's because I used to run six week challenges when I first started and that's what really blew my gym up. Mm-hmm. And I found people were losing weight and yes, we're getting transformations, but then after people were putting it back on and it wasn't fulfilling me. I go, that's it. I'm never going to run another six week challenge again. Yes. If I ever do it in the past, I'll make sure I tell them before. Yes. This six week challenge is just to build your habits, but it's a long term approach. But the way I marketed it was six weeks, come in, lose weight. And then people honestly expect the results in six weeks. So they work be- hard for it for six weeks. They diet hard. Definitely. And then, and they put all this weight back on. They go, shit, what happened? You know, I've lost all this weight. Why can't I sustain it? But it's just not sustainable to, to, to train twice a day and, and eat 1,200 calories forever. There's got to be a period where you increase calories and creep back up to maintenance. My sister-in-law did one of these challenges last year um, at her gym in California. And they had to do two workouts a day. They had to do extra cardio on top of it. And then they were given like a meal plan that was just, you know, two pieces of paper stapled together. And it was like 11 or 1200 calories. And they had to check in with pictures like every single week. And it was craziness because they were losing massive amounts of weight, obviously. You can't lose weight doing that. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. It made me so mad because I was like, what kind of fitness institution would like deliberately harm people like this? Like it's one thing to have a challenge and like let people get excited and maybe they overdo it and you think about, was that a good idea? Like the way that you did, but it's quite another to like contrive of like a harming program. Yeah. It's, I was actually talking to Jace. We're getting a coffee in uh, San Diego and I was telling him, honestly, business, it doesn't frustrate me that much. What frustrates me is clients, like I kind of told him, I feel like I want the results more than they want it, but it's, it's not that it's just, they're not educated. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, and it's my problem. Like early on, I used to take it, really take it to heart when people weren't getting results, but then I found out, yeah, it's me. It's the way I'm not explaining it properly. I'm not communicating it right. So yeah. So with the clients I've got at the moment, that's what I'm finding. So really slowing it down. Look, if this, what's you, 
if this is what you really want to do, we've got to make these changes. It's going to take time. You've been eating bad for four years. We're not going to fix this in four weeks, six weeks. And I slowly find, you know, we're building up from there. So it's, it's going to take some time, but, you know, it'll grow in Australia. You know, we're, we're so behind here with the whole macros and calories. And Well, the funny thing is it's kind of gone first full circle for me. So all of the learning that I did about nutrition and like the advanced level of application that I learned in CrossFit and weightlifting, I actually have circled back around to the principles that allowed me to lose weight that first year for me. And yeah. that's, that's what we do in with fit me community now is we'd live in those principles. So they're like super basic. Um, it's, um, not drinking your calories. It's, um, avoiding fast food. It's yeah. moving every day. It is avoiding processed junk. So eating real food that you make, you know, yeah. and, um, like connecting with a community. That's, that's what worked for me. And so now it's the exception where I'm like, okay, let's do, um, macros or something where I know somebody like we're kind of troubleshooting, but yeah. we start with this like basic foundation and most of my people stay there because it 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 tends to be enough to get you 95% of the way there and well, yeah and 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 once you've built that habit you know because what I found is I used to run these things called food camp so I was getting general pop who's had no idea they've never counted a calorie they've got no idea what protein fats and carbs are and then I'm getting them in this group for three weeks trying to educate them but they haven't got the foundation. They haven't got the habits made. So that's great what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I found that like, at least for me, what my magic is, is the same magic it, that was for pain in the park and the, you know, connecting people together in the rain and the, you know, the cold and doing battle ropes when they would much rather be inside, but they came anyway. It was like, I was able to kind of glue people together. And so that's, that's what my flavor of coaching is. It's, it's gluing people together. So it's much, I've moved away from just one-on-one. -on -one. It's now like building a community and sort of replacing those images that we talked about that people are seeing on Instagram and like the, or Facebook where they really don't see themselves and starting to connect with real people um, who aren't filtered, who aren't Photoshopped and who are trying to make these changes for their real life. And that's like my passion and obsession now is like creating that for people. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love it, Christy. You know, you're kicking ass. So good to see. But um, Christy, just on a finishing note, now, now where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like Christy Campbell, where's she going to be in the future? Where are we taking this FitMe community? Um, FitMe community is going to be a household name where people – connect to each other and like the same way that you have people who come to your boot camp class and they would never leave because that's like their people. That's yeah. what I'm going to create for people, but in the nutrition space online. So they're going to be in small groups of like, do like where people actually care about you and you're just up and doing life together. Um, it will be a household name and people who have like, they'll laugh at the idea of doing some of like the ridiculous diets because they'll be like, do people still do that? Because they'll know how to live and they'll just be feeling good. Um, and yeah. so that's my dream 10 years that from makes now. Me feel happy. And honestly, I've said it to Jay so many times we're driving in the car. I'm getting so excited. Cause I'm like, man, that girl Christy, she's going to kick ass. Like if anyone's going to do it, it's you. 
I appreciate that so much. Like, and I've loved like watching and listening to you. It's nice to like feel connected to someone who's so far away, who's like fighting the good fight and like really making a difference for people. I think there's just no other way to do it than like to get out there and be with people. And that's what you do. And so I just respect that so much. Thanks, Christy. Appreciate it. You know, I can relate to your story so much, honestly. Like, the way you started. Equipment. <laughs> oh, man. And starting in the park, you know, having no one show up, it's just, it's crazy. And that work ethic, you never lose. Like, honestly, I wake up every day and I'm like, all right, this is day one. You know, like, I, I never forget that feeling from, like, starting with zero. And I take that work ethic into every day because I know there's people that are just, like, they'll overtake you if you sleep on it. You know, if you put your hands down, you're going to get caught. That's what I say. So, yeah. Christy, yeah. Sorry, what were you just going to say? My last, like, closing thought is that, like, oftentimes you can't, you can't see what's ahead. And so you can't take the first day as any sort of, you know, um, idea of what's ahead if i had taken that first day you know of the fear of showing up to to that boot camp class that my coach had i would have missed it you know i would have missed all of this and if i had like taken that first day of standing out in the park in my dream of being a coach and just been like well i guess i'm not cut out to do this i would have missed it like i didn't know what was ahead and so just don't make judgment off of the first day like keep showing up and like don't quit um because it's it sounds so cliche but like if you just keep showing up things will change it's so i'm getting i'm getting goosebumps i swear <laughs> because that's all it is essentially just showing up day after day you know if if 40 people cancel in a day i'm not saying it's going to happen but <laughs> 40 people cancel it doesn't change your approach right like just keep showing up have that vision where you want to go and just keep chipping away every day that's literally all it is Mm-hmm. Um, now, Christy, where, where can people find you? Because I want my clients to follow you because um, mate, she's an inspiration, guys, and, and she's going to be something special. So get on own. You can tell everyone, mate, I knew Christy when she was small, <laughs> you know, when she's on NBC News or That's whatever. Right. <laughs> Over there, I, I, I'll, we'll have to do, you know, a boot camp clap, class together. Like, in oh, some man, 100%. Thousands, you know, thousands of people. But, um, People can follow me um, on Instagram at Christy May Campbell. So C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-M-A-E and yeah. then Campbell like the soup. Um, and it's it's me doing my best to share real life and um, real inspiration. You'll see my goofy, funny kids and my crazy dogs and what I'm up to and hopefully some real life inspiration for you. I love it, Christy. Awesome. I'll, now, and I'll definitely link that in the show notes too. Okay. Awesome. Christy, thanks so much, love. And keep Thank kicking ass. We'll definitely be in touch. I appreciate you having me so much. This has been an honor to be on your show. Christy, take care, love. Thank you. Bye. Bye.